The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet, listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. The Gospel of the Lord. There's so much that we could talk about in today's scriptures. There's so much that we can glean and learn from and come to understand in a better way. More of an academic way, yes, but there's something that we need to pay attention to in our first reading. And so in our first reading, we hear about Abraham. And Abraham and Sarah are on a journey. So right now they're in the desert, and they have taken up refuge outside of a oasis. And as Abraham and Sarah are at this oasis, three men come to them. And it's just strange that three men by themselves would be walking through their camp because it's the middle of a desert. It would take a whole village to be able to pass through this desert in this day to be able to get Uh, safely to their destination. And so there is nothing ever in Scripture that is written without a reason. Nothing is by accident. And so it says here that three men came walking through. And what does Abraham say? He says, sir. He's addressing singular, but there's three men. This is important to understand because these three men who should not be able to live on their own in the desert like this are being addressed as one. Nothing in Scripture is accidental. The Lord came to visit Abraham. And in this visit, because of Abraham's faithfulness, because of his recognition of hospitality, of love, of peace, he is given a great gift. And that gift is his firstborn child from Sarah. Because if you remember, Sarah, now advanced in age, is unable to conceive a child. And if this reading were to go on a little longer, Sarah, who's in the tent preparing the food, laughs because she can't believe that God who, remember, you and I know is all good, all giving, will give us everything that we ask him for. How could these three men say that she would become pregnant? Now, in our gospel reading today, we hear about Martha and Mary. And in our lives, there's so much that we could become worried about. There's so much that we can become anxious about, that we can lose sleep over, that we can make ourselves sick over, 
There's so many things that we could encounter in this world that could cause us distress. And it's not that when Jesus says to Martha that Mary has picked the better, that he's saying, throw all of your cares away, don't do any of your work, and just come sit. No, because that wouldn't work. We still have to do work. We still have to do things. It'd be lovely if I could just walk away from everything and just go sit on a beach somewhere, but that's not going to happen. There's still work to be done. There's still work for the Lord. That's the key. The work that we do is for the gospel message. And so in Mary's faithfulness, in Mary's faithfulness to Christ, she is given the greatest gift. Just like Abraham and Sarah, Abraham, who was faithful, who was faithful to the wishes of the Lord when he was visited by him, he received his child. We have to be faithful to God. We have to be faithful to his wishes because by being faithful to him, all will be given to us. It doesn't mean that we won't have to work. It doesn't mean that we won't have to toil and suffer. But what it does mean is that if we follow him and do everything for him, not for ourselves, but do it for Christ, then we truly can make a difference not only in this world, but in the lives of many. It's not about sitting and relaxing. It's about doing the work that the Father has set out for us and being inviting of him into our homes, into our lives. And when he shows up at our door, whether that be physical or spiritual, when he shows up at our door, how do we accept him in? Or do we push him away? Lord, my door's shut. I can't get up at this hour. There's nothing more I can do for you. Or do we say, yes, Lord, whatever your will may be, let it be. We can do nothing without Christ. We can be nothing without him who has suffered and died for us. And this is a mystery hidden from ages and from generations. This is a mystery that now is being presented to us, the Gentiles. This is a mystery of Christ, who is our hope and our glory. For we do receive stewardship from God. We do receive his completion. We receive everything from him. And so let us not be worried about the things that we can't control. Let us not be worried about the things that could cause us such great distress, that makes our stomach turn sour, that, allow, that don't allow us to sleep, that keep us up all night. Allow the Lord to worry about those. Give it back to Christ. Rest in his arms. Lay your head upon his chest and hear how much he loves you. Because that, my brothers and sisters, is the eternal reward. Nothing we do will get us that. The only thing we can do is listen to him, to follow his word, and to follow his example. For we can do nothing without him. But through Christ, 
through faith, through prayer, through him who is, who was, and who is to come, we can do everything. Only if we follow his will.